0: Oh. Hello. Three,
1: two, one, roll the footage. Welcome back, everybody, to the Strategy Sprints podcast. I'm your host, Simon Severino. And my guest today is the CEO of Small Pond Enterprises, which helps thoughtful givers become thoughtful leaders by making their brands referable, their messaging memorable, and their ideas unforgettable. Michael's unique methodology comes from his own experience of going from being a high school English teacher to a Broadway producer in under two years. Welcome everybody, Michael Roderick. Thanks so much for having me. I'm really excited to uh, to be here. I'm excited to have you here and to dive deep into your CEO tip, which is how to get people to share your ideas even when you are not in the room. How cool that is that? Is
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Thanks so
0: much. Tell us, Michael, what are you currently creating? Uh, so i uh, I've been writing a daily email since uh, probably about two thousand and seventeen uh, and I have had a lot of people ask me about uh, basically sharing a lot of my insights in terms of how you write consistently, how do you sort of stay ahead of the curve uh, with you know new ideas and new concepts and things like that uh, so right now I'm actually working on putting together a um, Uh, Six-week course uh, where I'm going to sort of break down all of those principles and all of those uh, all those different ideas so I'm in the lab right now kind of uh, You know putting all the pieces together and uh, very very excited about it as it uh, as it moves closer
1: super cool and uh, How can we make it to get people to talk about us? Spread our message when
0: we are not there yeah. So, so very simply put, uh, the main thing to think about is this idea of referability. Will people, will people refer to you when you're not there? And if you are focused on referability, there's basically three main principles that you need to be thinking about. So, the first is accessibility, the second is influence, and the third is memory. So accessibility has to do with, can people outside of your industry understand what you're talking about, or are you in what I like to refer to as the echo chamber of the enlightened, where you're around a bunch of people who kind of already know your industry, know your words, so they totally get it, but you go outside of the industry and a lot of people don't understand it. So that's usually the first hurdle that people have to focus on. The second is influence. and the way that we often think about influence is we think about it in the context of persuasion. We think, oh, if I can persuade somebody to share my idea or ask them to share my idea, then I have influence. But true influence is when people share our concepts and our ideas when we don't even ask them to. They just share them. And the core thing to understand about that is that people share content because it makes them look better. So very, very often the mistake that we make is we're trying to sort of make ourselves look cool as opposed to saying, how do I package this idea? How do I structure this idea so that other people actually look cool? So that other people look interesting when they're sharing the concept or when they're putting that information out there. But even if you've got accessibility and influence down, it won't matter if you don't have memory because if people can't remember your idea, they will share somebody else's even if that idea is inferior to yours. So the best way to think about memory, I like to break it down like this. If you want people to remember you more, you focus on less, L-E-S-S. And that's language, emotion, simplicity, and structure. So first with language, you think about, what is language that I could come up with that nobody else is coming up with? So you come up with your own words, you come up with your own ways of saying things. And as a result, what happens is you sort of carve a little piece of real estate in people's minds. And one of the core ideas behind that, if you think about it, is a lot of people have heard of Shakespeare, right? And a lot of people can be like, yeah, I know who Shakespeare is. But Christopher Marlowe was writing at the exact same time. And there are a lot of people who are like, I have no idea who that is. And the reason is that if you go into the the actual dictionary, Shakespeare added new words to the English language. So if you're the person to bring new words into the English language for people, they will start to refer back to you. The second thing is emotion. Our emotions solidify our memory. So if we're in a heightened emotional state, we'll actually remember more details because in primitive times that was meant to protect us. If basically we were near a tree and something came and attacked us, we needed to remember where that tree was. Otherwise, we'd be in a lot of trouble. So the thing is, our brains still are wired to do that. So if I'm experiencing a very, very intense emotional moment, I'm actually far more likely to remember all of the details of that particular, of that particular moment. And the example that I often give is you could ask anybody about the film Titanic. And say, what are the opening scenes of Titanic? And nobody can give you the details. But if you say um, what uh, comes to mind or what image pops into your head when I say I'll never let go, all of a sudden you get a bunch of people who can tell you exactly what it is because that's a very heightened sort of emotional part of the movie. But even if you get the language and the emotion down, you still need simplicity. Because for years, academics have, has always rewarded complexity. We've always been rewarded by this idea of making things really big, making, using big words, writing big papers. But the memory rewards simplicity. If something isn't simple, if something's not very, very easy to process, we probably are not going to share it. We're probably not going to talk about it because we don't want to look bad in front of other people. And that ties to the last piece, which is structure, and our brains are wired to follow a structure. Like we need to know this comes first, this comes second, this comes third. So without structure, we often can't carry the information as easily. So it's so, so important for us as entrepreneurs to think about how are we going to structure the message and put that together. So if we focus on our accessibility, whether or not people outside of our industry can understand and we focus on our influence, how we make other people look good by sharing the message. And we focus on our memory, making sure that things are stuck in people's memory by focusing on less language, emotion, simplicity, and structure. Then it is significantly more likely that people will talk about us when we're not in the room in a good way.
1: Referability is accessibility plus influence plus memory. Let's let's go through some examples. So accessibility with formulated in a way that people who hear it for the first time who did not study it for years they understand it so mm-hmm. we could ask how do you how would you tell it to your kids or how would you tell it to a neighbor exactly Ooh, yeah it's harder how how we how we how do we make them look good do you have some
0: examples of the thought process or of the outcome Sure, sure. So, the best way to describe this is what I like to refer to as the magic trick. So, if you've ever been to a party, you may have uh, met or seen a magician perform. And a lot of the time, magicians have tons of tricks, but they usually have at least one trick that they'll show you the trick and then they'll show you exactly how they did the trick. So, they'll show, they'll make the card disappear behind their hand and then they'll show you exactly what they did with their hand to make the card disappear. And what's the very next thing that you do? You go to a party. And then you do the same thing. You do that trick that you learned because it makes you look better. So as entrepreneurs, if we come up with something, let's say we come up with an evaluation tool. And let's say that evaluation tool helps somebody understand what archetype they are from an entrepreneurial standpoint. Well, what's gonna happen is other people are going to share that because they wanna be like, well, this is my archetype, right? They'll th- Because it makes them look better by sharing that particular idea, by putting that information out there. So the thing is if you want people to share the concept, you've got to think about how are they going to look when they actually share it? Is it going to affect their reputation, right? Is it going to make them look cool? Is it going to make them look funny? And this is one of the core reasons why so many memes get shared or those funny videos get shared, not necessarily because the content is at, you know, amazing, it's because other people feel good about themselves and want to be the funny person sharing the funny video or the insightful person sharing the interesting TED Talk or whatever that particular scenario is.
1: Ah, that's how we can think it. And here, Professor Jagdish Katri, thank you. A plus I plus M, aim for referability. I yep. guess he reading your
0: books. Yes, exactly. And that's the thing, right? So that's a a packaging, right? That makes it easy to remember, right? So if we say aim for referability or focus on aim or whatever you want to say, now you can remember it so much easier because it spells that word. And so often when we're trying to explain our concepts or get our information out there, we don't take the time to create words. Right? We don't take the time to break it down, turn it into a mnemonic device, give somebody some tool to keep it in their memory. So like, if I started a conversation, I said, I'm going to teach you the 27 things about creating a referable brand, it wouldn't work. But if I say you just focus on AIM, accessibility, influence, and memory, you're actually way more likely to remember remember it, and you're way more likely to share it. Because again, if you share this with somebody, it's very simple to share. It's not going to be hard for you to share it right? It doesn't take a lot of time to explain accessibility, influence, and memory, unless you sort of get into the weeds with it. So if you show that to your friends, they're like, wow, that's so interesting. Tell me about that aim thing again. And what ends up happening is people will be like, oh, that aim thing's really interesting. Where did you hear that? And then that refers back to me, right? And that's the thing. If you have something that you do, that then refers back to you, it just keeps working. (laughs) People say, very true Thank you, Edin.
1: Very true. Yeah, I'm so excited who you pick for the Strategy Award after one word from our sponsors. Hey, if you love what you are hearing, you will love our free masterclasses. Go grab them at strategysprints.com. You can pick only one person. When everybody's zigging, this person is zagging. Who is this
0: person? (laughs) Uh, So it is uh, Mark Fisher of Mark Fisher Fitness. Uh, you know, there there's tons of people in the fitness world, uh, but he is one of those people who just like, he is so smart when it comes to business. He is so smart when it comes to marketing. He just has so many amazing, amazing insights and so many cool things to share. And I'm just, I'm always impressed uh, by whatever he's writing, whatever he's putting out there. And I, I'm not even in the you know fitness industry, but I just, I eat his content up.
1: Super cool. And uh, I'm curious, looking forward with your endeavors
0: right now, what are you excited about? Yeah. So, you know, I think the thing that I'm most excited about is seeing uh, where else this particular concept can go. So I've been doing a lot of research and a lot of study on referability. And one of the things that I am currently researching is a book, about this particular idea and how all of these principles have sort of applied to uh, elements of the entertainment world as well as elements of the business world, and sort of showing how all of that how all of that ties together. So right now, I'm working on basically a proposal. Uh, for a more sort of traditional book uh, that covers this and potentially even interviews some of these very, very well-known folks in entertainment and entrepreneurship to see how these principles sort of line up in regards to their own path and sort of their own growth.
1: Accessibility, influence, memory, make it easy for people to get it, make them look good, not yourself, and make it easy for them to remember and to share. Exactly. (laughs) Very (laughs) powerful moment, absolutely. And um,
0: what are the three books that shaped you most? So uh, the first is Lynchpin by Seth Godin. And I remember very, very distinctly uh, reading that book while I was still teaching high school and having this realization that I was, in fact, a factory worker. He describes sort of factory workers in the book and he describes how school t- teaches us to become factory workers, to sort of go out into the world and put our heads down and just kind of do our thing. Uh, and I remember reading it and realizing, oh, my God, I'm I'm a factory worker and I need to shift. And that really was one of the main things that kind of moved me into this world of. Entrepreneurship. Uh, the second one uh, is uh, Breakthrough Advertising by Eugene Schwartz, uh, which is just this fascinating book uh, that all copywriters know very, very well. It's it's really just this breakdown of how we write and how we get people to be interested in what we're offering and get interested in what we're buying. And he has this had this really great concept that he talks about in the book about how markets become really sophisticated. So like people see the same message over and over and over again. So we have to start becoming more sophisticated in our messaging, right? So we have to keep like coming up with like more interesting sales pages and different ideas and things like that. And that was one of the things that just was absolutely fascinating. and sort of took me down this uh, referability path. And then the final one um, uh, was Essentialism by Greg McEwen, And I really just like, I, I just thought it was such such a great book about this aspect of saying no, right? And just getting better at, at focusing on like, what is essential in your life and what is not, and just being better about sort of all of the people pleasing that can happen, uh, especially when you're a very giving, sort of very thoughtful person.
1: You did ship some writing every day for years how did you do it
0: <laughs> so the biggest thing is uh i i say i give myself permission to suck so i understand that there is absolutely no way that i could be consistent and brilliant right There's going to be stuff that's going to come out that's going to be okay. There's going to be stuff that's going to come out that's going to be great. There's going to be stuff that's going to really come out and be wonderful. But I have no idea until it actually hits the market, right? Until people actually read it and give me feedback and sort of see what it is. So I basically just got rid of that issue at the top of the writing where I basically said, you know what? This could be good. This could be bad. I don't really care. I'm just going to get it out there and see what I can learn and see what that particular process is. So for me, that's what always like, I sit down to write and I just do not worry about, is this gonna be good or is this gonna be bad? I just say like, I'm gonna be consistent. I'm gonna write every day. I'm gonna get this content out there and I'm gonna see what the market has to say. And if the market's really interested in an idea, I'm gonna write more about that idea.
1: You know, I have a similar situation where I I, I always had this email service that is basically my newsletter, but uh, I want it to be a service and not a letter that you get. So I was writing every month, then every two weeks, then every week, and now I'm every second day. As as soon as I have something valuable to share, I share it. Mm-hmm. Also, because of referability and joint ventures. So when because I want to promote more and more other people mm-hmm. and I want to be promoted by them. So in order to collaborate more, I am um, getting people used to get more frequent emails. Yes, and, exactly. And, I, and I, am, I am just learning it right now that it, this is so important. And now I'm telling everybody, hey, s- send more stuff, send more emails
0: because it's counterintuitive. What's your take on this? Yeah, so, so the thing is, my take on it is that you send more and you stay consistent with people and the people who really like what you're doing, are interested in what you're doing, they will read it, right? They will pay attention to it if they're really interested. But it's up to you to figure out How are you going to keep their attention? How are you going to make sure that you are not just saying the same thing over and over and over again, right? So it's not that you get too many emails, it's that you get too many boring emails, right? You get too many things that just like don't really spark any idea for you. And the the thing to understand about any kind of consistent writing is if you are doing it every single day or you're doing it multiple times a day or whatever it is, If it's the same every time, if everything that comes out sort of sounds the same, looks the same, et cetera, it eventually just becomes white noise in people's inbox. They're just kind of like, okay, yeah, I'm getting this email again. So it's up to you to think about, well, how am I gonna switch up the subject line? Or how am I gonna change the way that this uh, email is formatted? Or how am I gonna reference something that maybe they haven't heard about or haven't thought about, right? So it's all about this aspect of, you can send as much as you want as long as you were taking the time to make sure that it's interesting and not just another, you know, sales pitch or, or just something that's just like very, very basic.
1: Absolutely, yes. We cannot send enough emails. We can just send less boring emails. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, there is so much to share because if you, if you are aware on this journey of entrepreneurship and, you know, Every day now with this technology, we, we are connected and we work with wonderful people from Sydney to San Diego. So we, we experience so much every day. And um, we are not the only one experiencing this. If we just learn to be more vulnerable and to find the gems that can be a little spark for others or just come up with the right questions, the questions that we have are probably questions that other people also have. Let's say, Professor Jack Dish, I feel as intellectuals, it is our obligation towards our readers to keep sharing new ideas with them.
0: What do you, so what do you think about that? That is so, so true. That's so, so true. It's a, whatever our ideas are, if we have them, we shouldn't we, we shouldn't just hoard them, right? Because those ideas could be the difference between somebody living their life as they've always lived them or actually doing something substantial right? And, and there's so many instances of people who we read something of theirs or we hear something of theirs, sometimes a very, very simple idea. It doesn't, like, you know, it's not a very complex thing. It's literally just this, like, slight shift in thinking that can completely change our lives, right? So if we don't share those concepts, if we don't say, here's the way that I'm looking, you know, looking at things, then there's somebody out there who really needed that mindset shift, who really needed that way to look at something different. And we never shared it because we were worried about sharing too much or, or, you know, putting too many things, putting too many things out there. But again, if it's interesting, there are going to be people who are going to gravitate towards it and it's going to really help folks. So it is, it's our responsibility. To share the things that we see, share the things that we notice, share the things that are going to help the people within our circles, within our networks. Thank you,
1: Professor Jagdish Katri, for helping us reframe it. There is there is a there is a responsibility on the side uh, of people with resources to share that, and uh, yeah, that's that's a, a a fresh perspective to look at it. Yeah, and um, yeah, who should be my next guest?
0: <laughs> so I would suggest uh, my friend, Michael Shine. Um, so Michael was my co-host uh, on a podcast that I still run called Access to Anyone. And he stepped away from the show to work on a book about the topic of hype. And it is an absolutely fascinating book where he looks at all of these, just like very nefarious sort of people throughout history and looks at what are the tools that they use to get all these people to follow them. And he breaks down those tools that some of these like you know really like like just completely horrible human beings <laughs> created and looks at how did those things actually help others to you know share their message get their ideas out there it's a fascinating read and he's a, just a fascinating guy and uh, yeah i think uh, i think you'd love having him on
1: super cool and people listening right now they love podcasts so tell us a little bit about your podcast
0: Sure. Um, so my show is just called Access to Anyone. Uh, if you look up uh, access to anyone And uh, what I do is I talk to people from all different walks of life about their relationship building process or how they connect with people, uh, their stories. Uh, we And I always ask them at the end of the show, if they could have access to anyone, if they get a chance to meet anyone they like, they have to be living, who would that one person be? So we get a lot of really fun answers to that question. And uh, yeah, I've been doing the show since 2015. So uh, I've been doing it for about six years. So cool. Thank you so much for being on the show. Yeah, thanks for, for having me. Sharing
1: your journey and your wisdom with us. AIM, A-I-M, Accessibility Influence Memory. Thank you so much. Checklist correction. Awesome. Come back soon. Thank you. Avoid trying to do thousands of things that doesn't work. We have 274
0: templates for your business success. Reach your ambitious goals with one-on-one Sprint Coach. We double your revenue in 90 days.